Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Spooked. The Scary Story Improvised Podcast. I'm Damian Depping. I'm Cody Crane. And we're in the chilly throes of... Uh, is this still January when this comes out? Probably February now. Who knows? February. 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 Yeah, we're taking over February. February. The spooky month, October. Yeah. Too short, though. And we need a long month for spookiness. True. I, yeah, well, the thing is that October, it's mm -hmm. uh, overrated. Not spooky. Not spooky yeah. at all. October. Wait. Oh, you're making it back scary. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to make it scary. Did All it right. work? Uh, well, I was trying to get on your side here. I, I guess we, I guess we have Canadian Thanksgiving. That's scary, right? <laughs> I, I think in origin, yeah. Yeah, I think it is actually. We're recontextualizing it. There you go. But um, as you know, Damien, I... turkey. <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, struggling lately. Yeah, you have been struggling lately. Yeah, my yeah. Uh, legs, emotionally, my legs have been physically. Yeah, for the last uh, three days, he's now. been spending too much time in the hot tub. Yeah, <laughs> I found a hot tub uh, in one of the backyards, and <laughs> diving in and uh, yeah. falling asleep there. Mm -hmm. I can't feel the lower half of my body, and I just kind of slither on home. Yeah, it's like when you have spaghetti in a big pot, but the spaghetti doesn't fit in the pot and the top of the noodle stays uncooked and then the bottom is just like a limp dangly noodle. That's what Cody's been like. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's been pretty good. And I know yeah. that you cover me in pasta sauce as soon as I see Yeah, her. well, I know you're a big red sauce guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love the red sauce. But we mix it up. We do a red sauce. We do a white sauce. Sometimes we'll do a rosé, throw a little pesto on you. A little Parmesan cheese, a little salt and pepper, get yeah, you I, get you tucked in. As much as I appreciate the meatball. how creative you've gotten with the whole process and how much mm -hmm. that you seem to be glowing about it, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm not enjoying it as much. Well, for the folks at home who don't know, Cody is vegan. Uh, but the thing is, he doesn't actually eat the pasta sauce. He just likes to, to, to wallow in it. Well, you, you you said vegan, but you used like an accent implying that like I'm a, a rich fancy boy. <laughs> well, some might say that uh, you are a rich fancy boy. <laughs> well, I'd like to meet them. To have a specified diet like that, maybe you have to be a rich fancy boy. I don't know. True, Your privilege I mean, is showing. The you know, vegetables, they're getting expensive. That's true. Finally, we're getting into the current issues. Yeah. They, they, yeah. How much do legumes cost now? Oh, my God. Don't even get me started on the price of an avocado. Well, I'm not going to. That's what's ruining this country. You damn millennials and your avocados. Well, I'm trying to. When are they ripe? We don't know. What a frivolous expense. Yeah. Well, I throw them out. I pay nine dollars. You pay nine dollars and just throw them out. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I'll never know when they're ripe. <laughs> they're always hard until they're not. Then they're mushy. Yeah, yeah. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not all about oh. you, Damien, and your life about avocados and frivolous expenses. Well, that's not what I was talking about, but yeah. <laughs> that summed up everything. Yeah. It's not all about that. It's about our guest here today. Because we have a returning guest. Someone that hasn't been here in a while. Last episode was 196. We have Michelle Furtado here. Ah! 
Hello. Uh, for having me back after 25 years. <laughs> Feels like it. Thank you uh, so much for coming on, especially mm. since uh, you've been on last. You became a viral sensation. You're famous now. Mm-hmm. Last <laughs> few years, the big viral sensations. You, COVID. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know who else was big this year. Yeah, well, you took the thunder away from COVID. It was slightly after COVID. Yeah. And then you became the thing. Yeah, no, uh, COVID and me, I feel like she gained a little more popularity than me, a little more violence. Oh, saying she's a bit of a clout chaser and she surpassed you with it, eh? She did. She was worldwide. I was not. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. COVID was the pit bull of our generation. How um how has uh, that uh, been for you? You you uh, going viral, of course, on like TikTok and mm-hmm. um, doing like Instagram uh, reels and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, so how has that experience been for you since uh, one video like takes off and then um, now having a consistent base? Yeah, I mean, it started off as being a complete fluke, not gonna lie, like I never had any intentions of uh, (laughs) becoming viral. Mm -hmm. Um, I literally posted a video and then it went viral and I had a panic attack and then ran to my mom and it was like, there's so many people (laughs) in my comment section, what do I do? Uh, but then I was like, you know what, let me, let me hop on this one. Uh, I had nothing else to do, no job at home. So I hopped on it and it's been very fun ever since. And, uh, it's been almost three years I've been doing it now. So it's been great. It's been opening a lot of doors, you know, uh, we're, we're happy. We're good. (laughs) All right. I think the people really want to know Instagram Hmm. reels, TikTok. There's no difference, right? They're the same content, right? Well, I mean, TikTok sees it first and then Instagram reels see it 15 years later. So you're all very, okay. friends, you know? <laughs> yeah. Wow. No shame in that. So we're shaming, we're shaming the Instagram real watchers. Well, I mean, bunch of old stupid heads. I think there, I think there's a bunch of uh, uh, yeah. divides in the uh, apartment right now of uh, which you use TikTok, Instagram, Reel, YouTube Shorts. Personally, I'm a big YouTube Shorts guy. Okay, <laughs> good. That's yeah. What? It's I've nice heard. to keep a dying platform alive. I, I think I just lost Michelle as a friend. She's like, <laughs> what was that? What was the one for a while? Google rooms. And you're still trying to use that or whatever. <laughs> Google room. <laughs> um, yeah, no, YouTube, you lost all of my respect. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Well, I think, I think the reason I liked YouTube shorts and let me defend it here. Let me stand up and defend YouTube Shorts. Okay. Go ahead. It's because I think that it fits the the videos it suggests to me match more to my interest because it's going based off of videos that I'm searching, I guess, on YouTube. But you got to do that more on your other platforms and make your algorithm work for you. Mm-hmm. You're just too lazy to make the algorithm work for you. Well, you're I getting mean, caught in the third straps on the other ones, and then no, you're complaining about it. <laughs> you're like another pair of big bazungas and a huge booty. No, thank you. Well, I do think that it looks at 
it looks at like I put in like my age and yeah. my gender on mm-hmm. like uh, TikTok, and then it's like, okay, we know what this guy wants. We don't care what he searches. We're <laughs> only giving him thirst traps. <laughs> <laughs> no, like um, like you said, you have to train your TikTok, like you're doing mm-hmm. with YouTube Shorts. It's just that you're not using your TikTok, so that's why yeah. it's throwing you uh, animals, uh, women. And well, uh, he's he's only on TikTok what like two three minutes at a time max before he turns it off. If you know what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh no! (laughs) But (laughs) YouTube YouTube charts. Not the only one. YouTube charts. Um, no, I, I don't know. I just follow uh, friends on TikTok, but they never come up. It's just all the uh, I don't even get animals. Mm. <laughs> Man, no, my dad. Um, OK, yes, I'm going to tell you guys this. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I wanted to, but I will. Uh, so my dad at first had no idea how TikTok worked and it literally would like spew random shit at him. And now he got so into it that he has 20,000 followers on TikTok and he is a star. (laughs) (laughs) Like he's posting his own TikToks and everything? He's posting. He is like super into it and he texts me every day an option of four videos with different filters on them. (laughs) Which one he should post. And I'm like, dad, the filter doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, And yeah, he asked me what caption he should put and he's like, you inspired me. To do content so hey content creator family what is what is he posting i'm, I'm curious what kind of content he's doing he is posting mostly like fitness uh he talks about diet intermittent fasting um okay yeah, the gym like five times a week so you know he's trying to help the 60 plus uh men out there <laughs> so wow what? That, that's some amazing a whole uh a tiktok family Yes, getting together and going viral. Maybe yeah. we'll be a whole YouTube short family. <laughs> yeah, we'll start our YouTube shorts. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe uh, Elon will start doing a, a new thing where we can do our, our our Twitter shorts. Well, let me tell you, I don't want a part of it. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm just saying we could get it on the ground floor. We'll get the, we'll pay for those blue check marks. We'll be good to go. <laughs> Twitter oh. shorts. Is that actually becoming a thing? I don't see why it wouldn't be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's my I, new venture this year. I also feel like Twitter's a thing where I, I look and I'm like, oh, this is bad. Or do we, Everything's bad. Right do we got to get on Telegram? <laughs> Come on. What? Telegram? Do we got to get on that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a new place to be. Let's let's go into a bit of a uh, spookier note here. Spookier than social media, hmm. even spookier yeah. than or October. <laughs> I put the ooh on the wrong syllable. <laughs> so last time you were on, Michelle, you hmm. said that you weren't sure if you believed in ghosts. You're very scared of them. Mm-hmm. Yes, but has anything changed with? your belief in them do you believe in ghosts anymore have you had a paranormal experience since the last time you were on you've been locked in a house for uh at least a couple years during this they don't let you out they don't let me out <laughs> well <laughs> your, your dad's just like you gotta make tiktok content we're a tiktok family 
No, they close the door, they lock it, they put a ring light in my my room. They're like, great, great content. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah spooky times. <laughs> it's awful because that happens to some people. <laughs> well, literally. <laughs> but uh honestly, honestly, I've been blessed and I haven't had any uh paranormal activity happen to me. Hmm. Although I've watched a lot of um, true crime documentaries and, you know, like spooky stuff on Netflix yeah. uh, in my free time. So I'm extra spooked, you know, That's fair. I haven't seen them in real life, but I, I'm spooked at everything. You know what I find interesting? You're saying that you're blessed for not having a paranormal experience, but some people would say that they're blessed if they met a, a angel or something like that. And that would be blessed too. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think people can classify angels as paranormal for whatever reason it's paranormal whether you like it or not it is not normal it's not normal it's paranormal <laughs> and they're probably dead or dead adjacent <laughs> i don't know i don't believe in what angels. if they what about a de- well angels and demons dan brown read it i dare you <laughs> i've been visited by that book <laughs> <laughs> you're but, right have you ever read the da Vinci code <laughs> I, I remember watching uh, the Da Vinci Code, actually, like watching. Uh, yeah, I watched it. I never watched it. Um, but it was when my hometown, we didn't have a Cineplex or anything yet. But our art center, like our theater center, um, they would put down a screen and do movies once a month. And they showed the Da Vinci Code. That was the movie they chose? Well, it was new. <laughs> It was this it was in like 2006, whenever it came out. I think it was 2000. But all the movies for your once a month, you choose the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, I know. I think the one before it was Click. <laughs> <laughs> Who's curating Click one this? Month, and then we got Da Vinci Code the next. But I remember when I saw Da Vinci Code in that theater, like I hadn't seen a movie in theaters for a long time. I think Click must have been a month because I would probably. Went oh, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember thinking that this was the greatest like i i loved the da vinci code i decided i went to school really? and i was a da vinci code guy like i was like this is my movie i want to be identified by the da vinci code guy <laughs> i i read it like around the time it came out but i never watched the movie i was i was over da vinci fever at that point you know what i'm saying <laughs> i was dan browned out right do, yeah. you, do you read the book before the movie came out yeah so you're a little bit older than i am i know sorry (laughs) i'm not gonna apologize for it so i wasn't old enough to read (laughs) you're old enough to read but i was old enough to love what's the matter this book ain't got no pictures (laughs) and then michelle you're younger than i am so Uh i mean you wouldn't watch the da vinci code in theaters no did you read the back Uh, of the dvd though um (laughs) that's crossing both worlds (laughs) Oh, shit. <laughs> I remember it playing on TV, uh, mm. but like because I was very French growing up uh, and I would watch French te- television, it played on a French TV channel dubbed terribly. Whoa. It, and <laughs> it actually scared the shit out of me. The movie really scared me. Yeah, I was French like, Tom yeah. Hanks would scare me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it really, really scared me. I feel like I, I need to rewatch it <laughs> to fully enjoy it. <laughs> you'll understand why I'm a Da Vinci Code guy. Yeah. Maybe you'll be all about the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> I 
I want to have the fever in 2023, you know? Was the movie, they did a sequel, right? Didn't they? They did uh, three. They did three. Oh, no, two. Uh, so it was, it was, there was three of them. It was a well received movie then. Yeah, well, by me. Yeah, I, I really pressed <laughs> the studios to. I feel like stylistically, just watching the trailers, it looked very boring. Even though I've read The Da Vinci Code and I enjoyed it, the, oh, the oh, movie okay. looked bad. <laughs> but I'm sure it's good because, I mean, they made more than one. So. Yeah, I didn't watch the sequels. Uh oh, we got a we got a Da Vinci Code marathon. We'll do we'll do our our tier ranking of them. I th- I thought the first was too perfect. I didn't want to ruin it. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I I mean your first love is always the hardest to forget. Yeah. Well, speaking of like the French uh, dub version, I remember like when I was in uh, Montreal a couple years ago, uh, being very surprised going into the Cineplex. And seeing that uh, you have your own movies there, like there's just uh, movies at the Cineplex that are exclusive to Quebec. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. have a whole like Quebec SAR system here. <laughs> yeah, it, it really blew my mind to see that there was like because I mean, if I would have saw that there was like one playing and then like the typical like hits or whatever that play everywhere else um sure but it was like there was like four or five like it was like yeah. half the theater was <laughs> yeah but i feel like that's a lot less the case i feel like nowadays that doesn't happen as much i feel like that era like early 2010s was like peak quebec cinema time <laughs> and now there's not that many it's mostly just puss in boots and don't worry darling <laughs> which was pretty good by the way puss in boots i want to watch it it's well, good it's it was a good movie i guess uh what is it? Bon cop, bad cop really took off uh, French cinema. Yeah. Quebec that French cinema. <laughs> Key to that movie. I think it's a masterpiece. I don't care what anyone says. I don't love that movie. <laughs> well, I mean, that made its way over to uh, the uh, Brockville uh, Cineplex, I think. Yeah. Well, it was, you know, it had the English side of it. So that makes sense. Uh, no, ours was dubbed by Tom Hanks. What the hell? <laughs> In a French accent? Yeah. <laughs> we got Brockville Cineplex. We made it. <laughs> Tom Hanks is known for his accents. Yes. I'll point to Elvis as a prime example. <laughs> I I know that the uh, the Razzies have got a, a lot of controversy uh, lately because they nominated um, a little kid. For, oh, yeah, for, I did see uh, that. Firestarter. And people are like, we need to shut down the Razzies. But I will argue that just Tom Hanks should be nominated. <laughs> yeah. Also, what's wrong with nominating a kid? Just nominate the kid. Come on. It's funny. <laughs> it, it was a bad movie, too. Yeah. Firestarter <laughs> was one of the first movies in a long time that I actually was pretty close to walking out of. I didn't watch it, but it looked bad. Like, I, I did a turn to who I was with and I said, should we leave? <laughs> and they're like, I don't know you. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the person you're with left 20 minutes ago. <laughs> so what's a movie you actually already walked on? Walked walked out on? Um, oh, I, I think I've only walked out on one. I walked out on um uh Transformers, I think the second one. I just yeah. left. I was like, ah. I've never walked out on a movie, but I should have. Uh, for Lady in the Water. I hated that movie. <laughs> that movie was so bad. Yeah, it, it'd take a lot for me. I would have yeah. to be in a certain mood, too, that I'm like, I don't want to put up with this. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> the Transformers, I would feel that way, though. 
Yeah. I've never seen them because I know I wouldn't like them. Well, I I mean, I as we know, I'm a I'm not a Da Vinci Code guy anymore. I'm a Bumblebee guy. So that's I, true. You I are a Bumblebee. Bumblebee. A Bumblebee guy? Yeah. yeah. You ever see Bumblebee? He like going outside, watching the big old bumblebees yeah. bopping around from flower to flower. <laughs> He's like, God damn, this is my movie now. <laughs> that's what it uh, no, so I, I grew up. We only had <laughs> one movie a month. Yeah. So. Check out the marquee, Bumblebee. Yeah, to pass the month, you just go watch Bumblebees, you know? <laughs> Too much free time. Coming to a flower near you. I, I went to a movie where everybody Whoa. walked out but my mom and I. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. <laughs> and my mom really wanted to walk out, but I wouldn't let her. Everyone else left in the theater. Like, we slowly... <laughs> By like the halfway point, we were the only ones there. But we slowly yeah. watched as a scene would drive someone away. <laughs> and I think it was like, because uh, for all of uh, you movie aficionados listening, you know the exact scene where uh, there's like, he goes on a date with a woman that has like a dick for a nose. And when she sneezes, it it like comes out. Yeah. And it lands in a person's soup and then they uh, the person doesn't notice and they like take a bite of the soup or whatever. And that was the moment where my mom's like, "Okay, can we. (laughs) Odie, you're just cruel for leaving your mom. (laughs) Not letting her out of the movie theater. How old were you? I was pretty I was a bit like 10 for that movie. Like She should have been like, all right, fuck you, buddy. We're going home. (laughs) Yeah, I had I had full control. Oh, man. Wrapped around your finger. Yeah, I mean, I guess we walked out of the whale. Well, we didn't. <laughs> the sound was off, and they gave us a voucher, and then we went to another theater inside. Oh, nice! <laughs> we went out of our way to see that movie. Like we were That's so true. determined to see it, that and we did. Yeah, and <laughs> give him his Oscar. We'll lay our plate down. Yeah, we'll lay our plate down. We'll lay our plate down. We're finished. We're finished eating up the whale. That's true. We're, we'll lay it down. we're putting down our meatball sub and we're passing them a, a big old plate of gold. But to get back into the spooky. Oh, I have to run a few uh, stories by you, uh, Michelle, and uh, hopefully you don't get too scared by uh, these stories. I just might. Um, but the first one, and this is uh, from Esquire, too. So, you know, these are pretty good uh, curated stories. Esquire is a very uh, nice. Magazine. It's a website. Fire. <laughs> uh, f- this one's called Florida Devil Worshipping. Well, so friends noticed that Danielle Harkins, a 35 year old school teacher near St. Petersburg, Florida, started acting strangely in June of 2012 developing an interest in demonic rituals. Soon after, she was arrested for abuse of seven of her former students. It was reported Danielle uh, told the kids they needed to rid their body of demons as the group gathered before dusk Saturday around a small fire near the St. Petersburg Pier. I Immediately, I'm telling my parents as a 12-year-old, I'm like, oh, our, our uh, teacher just said we need to gather around a fire at dusk. Yeah. I'm also just like, what are the parents doing that they they don't notice all their kids leaving and going to appear? Yeah. <laughs> also, it's happening in Florida, so uh, a lot I guess of things happen there. Yeah, it is Florida. <laughs> so, uh, she said they should cut their skin to let the evil spirits out. Uh, police said she told the children then they need to 
burn the wounds to ensure that those spirits would not return. When Harkins held a lighter to one teen's hand, wind blew the flame out, police said. That prompted her to douse his hand in perfume before setting him on fire. The boy suffered second-degree burns, police said. Another teen was cut on the neck with a broken bottle. Harkins used a flame to heat a small key, which uh, she then used to cauterize the wound. The police were notified because a friend of the, one of the students who participated in the ritual raised alarms. Well, yeah. The very alarming situation. So what's the what's the ghost side of this? This just sounds like a crazy lady did well, crazy I, things. I, I said they were just scary stories. OK, it is. This is scary. But this is a this is she's possessed by a demon, probably. Uh, I think there's probably just some really severe mental health issues going on here. She's a school teacher, Damien. Something went wrong with a demon. Yeah, she had to hang out with school children for the last however many years. True. <laughs> however, none of the students themselves told their parents about the event or would comment following the arrest of Harkins for aggravated battery and child abuse. Right. Investigators said they've spoken to Harkins but she didn't spell out what type of religion would require such drastic measures. She hasn't informed us exactly what she was trying to accomplish with this. Wait, so why are they saying it's devil worshiping when we don't have any indication that it has anything to do with the devil being worshiped? Well, because she said she was getting evil spirits out of them. But that's the opposite of devil worshiping. That's true. You'd want to put evil spirits in them, I guess. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. She's not devil worshiping and there's no indication to say that she is. She's just crazy and trying to get demons out of the kids. Well, you yeah. think you think that our friends at Esquire got the yeah. title of the story? I wrong? think the journalistic integrity of the people at Esquire, Esquire is dog shit. <laughs> and I ought to, they ought to come over here right now, bend over and let me spank their bottoms raw. <laughs> Met like metaphorically speaking. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, uh, yeah, it's definitely a, a scary story. I, I don't imagine myself, even when I was a young, naive 12 year old boy, yeah. all high up on leaving Deuce Bigelow and saying, Tata, Ma, I'm going to the pier to go worship the devil with my teacher. <laughs> Yeah, at 12 years old, I wore like Joshua Perrette and I was scared of leaving my house. So I don't <laughs> see that happening. <laughs> What's changed? <laughs> um, the Joshua Perrette, but that's it. <laughs> I'm still scared of leaving my house. <laughs> you think too, like you're, because a lot happened after every kid is cutting their skin for this lady. Yeah. And then they're just like, okay, yeah, well, I'll do that. And then she lights a kid on fire and they're like, okay, yeah, that's fine. And then uh, she stabs someone with the bottle and they're like, okay, maybe we'll call it quits now. <laughs> it took a while before yeah. the alarm went off. No. Only one kid ran away. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a certain amount of like, you have that some, like a certain amount of inherent trust with someone like that, a teacher. Yeah. who, you know, is supposed to be like an authority figure. So you'll probably let a lot of shit slide. Yeah. You, you would? I would. Well, I don't know when I was 12, probably not, but you never know. You now I wouldn't. Sure. And they tell you that you have an evil spirit in your body and you're 12. I don't know. Like, I feel like. Especially if you grew up religious too, you're probably more predisposed to be like, demons are real. Yeah, I trust 
I trust Miss Anderson. <laughs> she taught me Matt. Now she's gonna teach me how to get rid of these evil spirits. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess so. I mean, I, yeah, I guess I like didn't grow up with religion at all or anything like that. So I don't know what that influence would kind of be. I guess in, that you could take it. Well, I don't from. either. But I have empathy for the people who do. Oh, I don't empathize with them at all. This next tale is an exorcism in Indianapolis. <laughs> Sounds like a very terrible movie title. <laughs> hey, you want to go see exorcism in Indianapolis? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I could imagine the poster like made on paint. <laughs> <laughs> last year the indianapolis star published a lengthy report on a family terrorized by three children allegedly possessed by demons three children schizophrenic children yes the account of latoya amons and her family tells disturbing stories of children climbing the walls getting thrown across the room and children threatening doctors in deep unnatural voices what Threatening doctors? This sounds like a couple of rowdy kids to me. I'm also a little bit, I mean, I don't know if it's going to clarify later on, but it, it sounds like it's not their children. It's just three children that <laughs> showed up showed up and started climbing the walls and calling doctors using their phone and threatening them. <laughs> sounds to me like these children are watching too much WWE wrestling and doing their best promo voice at the doctor. Well, I mean, they could have uh, they could have used my principal in uh, public school who. Uh, oh, yeah. Strictly gathered us all and said no wrestling or Pokemans. That's true. <laughs> that would have stopped this whole thing. Mm-hmm. But the doctor's just like, I don't know how to stop this. <laughs> I'm an AEW fan. I've babysat kids like this. This is not spooky to me. <laughs> <laughs> you babysitting spooky to me. <laughs> kids are nuts. <laughs> it would seem like something straight out of a movie, a work of fantasy, except all of these accounts were more or less corroborated with nearly 800 pages of official records obtained by the Indianapolis Star and recounted in more than a dozen interviews with police, DSS or DCS personnel, psychologists, family members and Catholic priests. One of the more chilling sections of the report includes a segment about the possessed nine year old. An account uh, corroborated by Walker, the nurse, the nine Texas Ranger. Yeah. The nine year old had a weird grin and walked backwards up a wall to the ceiling. Okay. He then flipped over uh, Campbell, landing on his feet. He never let go of his grandmother's hand. (laughs) (laughs) Still to this day, he's holding on to his grandmother's hand. Uh, For those of you who can't see, I am rolling my eyes so hard right now. Another segment of the of the piece reads, there you mm-hmm. go, Damien, this will probably win you over. That's true. The Mike. 12-year-old would later tell mental health professionals that she sometimes felt as if she were being choked and held down so she couldn't speak or move. She said she heard a voice say she'd never see her family again and wouldn't live another 20 minutes. Um, is there a lot happening in uh, Indianapolis? Because I feel like... <laughs> They were bored. <laughs> They're like, let's make up some fucked up story. <laughs> or is this a veiled way to like talk about abuse that's happening to them? 
I'm just saying there's, these are more likely possibilities than demon possession to me. But what about the nurse that saw them walking backwards up the wall? They didn't. <laughs> but the grandmother was there too. And this this means nothing to me. This is my problem with every ghost story. It's all these really lame secondhand accounts. It's a friend of a friend of mine. It's all that. But everybody saw this. You have to believe us. And it's like, this doesn't mean shit. Also, who are these three children? I need the backstory. <laughs> yeah, we don't still don't know. We know the grandmother. Yeah, that was that was it for that story. So we know there's a grandmother. We don't know if the person they were terrorizing was related to them at all. I think they were. I think they, there's an assumption that it is. You it, would hope. It never said their children. It just said that children were doing this. <laughs> so um. <laughs> how would you like it if just three kids showed up in here and started terrorizing you? I would hate that. That's like a nightmare. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, because then not even being spooky, just being like stupid, stupid and like throwing stuff and running around. And what do I do? I call the police. I'm like, these <laughs> three children are raising terror in my house that I don't know. They show up. They're like, why do you have these children in your house? And then I'm like, I, I, I didn't. They came in. I don't. And then I get arrested. Yeah, that's my biggest fear <laughs> of being arrested. <laughs> yeah. I've always had. This and then the kids stay here. I've had this irrational fear for I remember like going to uh, the fair with like some family or whatever. And I was walking around and then this uh, little kid like came up and just grabbed my hand and started like holding it. And I had never been in so much fear in my life. I'm like, if someone if their parent just looks over now and finds them, they think I'm guiding them and taking them away. How old were you? I was like, I think I was like 16. Oh, you okay. You're but it's fine. a strange kid. I don't know. I know, but you're 16. You're fine. That's my biggest fear. Now you're fucked. Everyone looks and they're like, why is this guy holding our kid's hand and taking them away? I'm not doing it. You're like, I'm 16. Oh, now you're like, I'm a little boy, man. I'm taking this kid's hand. Everyone will kick the shit out of you now. Well, that's even scarier. <laughs> that's scarier. If and then the cops would show up and then they'd kick your ass. It was scary enough when I was 16 that it happened. That's true. <laughs> the real horror story, the night at the fair. <laughs> well, what did you do when the kid took your hand? I I, I shook. You shook. I shook in my boots. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. I shook his hand off. Get off of me, kid. Go make did, me dirty. I did shake the hand off. I was like, ah. Ugh. Even though the kid, like, I mean, maybe, like, if a I lost a child who needed help. Was, and you're like, yeah, a lost child that needed help and thought that I would help them or something. But I shook them off and I, I ran. <laughs> you didn't look if there was an adult around. Help me find my mom. Get out of here. <laughs> well, that was the thing. I, was... You could go, I think you could go to jail for doing that. What? Yeah. For not helping a child lost in a need. <laughs> I think that can be illegal, too. I hope not. I think it is. If you like a kid's like, help me. And you're like, fuck you. Are you just thinking of like the finale of Seinfeld? No, I'm pretty sure that's like a child. Well, they all like get the... arrested. <laughs> Maybe, but I think I think there is something like not a good Samaritan, but you know what I mean? Like, I think there is something like that. Like if a child is in danger and asking for help and you just tell him to fuck off, basically. Well, one, I'm 16. Can you imagine I went to juvie for it or something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you in for? Not helping a child. He's like, you are a child. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god wow well, your life would have been much much different yeah it's true i would have been hardened yeah <laughs> you probably wouldn't even spend the night there <laughs> what are you doing here <laughs> here's one more for you all right this one's called the phone stalker oh oh phone oh that's spooky phone stories they scare me <laughs> one missed call or yeah like who's calling <laughs> something about it scares me prank yeah. calls my worst fear. the only ones who call me are the duck cleaning service guys so <laughs> <laughs> do do prank calls actually scare you like not even like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah so is the show crank anchors like terrifying to you terrifying <laughs> you up at night. no it, there's just something about someone calling me and like teasing me on the phone and i don't know who it is it's more than <laughs> Owing factor that like scares me right. but like you know no id calls i'm like um, here's your here's your butt running well you better go fart it <laughs> me shaking in my boots <laughs> <laughs> leave me alone uh yeah and i'm not a very good prank caller i prank called one time a random number and it was an old lady and then i called back apologizing because i felt so bad that i made her probably get up out of her couch and like pick up the phone that's probably why you're so scared of them because of this this trauma that you had i think so of abuse elder abuse i'm (laughs) i'm the exact same way though like i no i don't i couldn't do it yeah like i remember um my friends when i was a kid they would uh they were like oh we're all gonna go out and play like nikki nikki nine door or whatever knock on the door run away and then every time they were like okay it's your turn I would just, I would knock and then I would just freeze and I'd stay there. And then they'd open the door and be like, is Thomas home? They're like, he doesn't live here. And I'm like, okay. Pranked. <laughs> yeah. gotcha. you're, you're like walking away. He's like, they just got pranked. You're whispering it so they don't hear you. But everyone else would run away, right? So they'd be like, whoa, you just stood there. What a badass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! No, what? Sorry, uh, I got a phone call at my friend's house, and then they were like, "We're standing in front of your doorstep," and then we go outside, and there's no one standing there, and it's at night, and we're having a sleepover. Turns out it was her brother in the next room calling us, but that's also trauma. Anyways, unresolved yeah. trauma. Yes, phone calls. Go ahead. I'm scared. <laughs> so in 2007, ABC News documented a series of cell phone calls to families with terrifying specific death threats. The unidentified caller knew exactly what families were doing and what they were wearing. Oh, this is already scary. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I hate it already. Hey, baby, what are you wearing? Can I answer that? I already know. <laughs> 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 The, the families say the calls uh, come in at all hours of the night, threatening to kill their children, their pets, and grandparents. Voicemails arrive playing recordings of their private conversations, including one with a local police detective. So they're like hacking the phone lines. I yeah, guess. it sounds like they're tapping the phones and they are either watching through the window or they have cameras in there. Uh, so- goals having that much free time. <laughs> Yeah, like, they, oh, God, this is more than a prank call. The caller knows the family said what they were, or the caller knows 
The family said what they were wearing and what they're doing. And after months of investigating, police seem powerless to stop them. Well, the More like they're care. like, ah, we can't figure it out. The police don't up. care. Yeah. Don't care. They're not there to protect you. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how they work. Yeah. This went on with the Kukanol uh, family uh, for months, who reported a caller with a scratchy voice threatening to slit their throats. When the Firecrest Washington police tried to find the culprit, the calls were traced back to their own phones, even when they were turned off. It got worse. The family and two other uh, two other Firecrest families told ABC News that they believe the callers are using their cell phones to spy on them. They say the hackers know their every move, where they are, what they're doing, and what they're wearing. The callers have recorded private conversations, the families and police said, including a meeting with a local detective. That just rehashed the same thing they already said. Yeah. But I told you, <laughs> journalistic integrity of Esquire is doo-doo for this <laughs> article anyway. But that's um, that's terrifying. And the person, well, like, I mean, no, obviously it would have mentioned if any of the people were harmed uh, during this. I would Emotionally. Yeah. Well, I think they were all emotionally armed. If someone calls you and they know what you're wearing and everything, especially like if someone did that, I'm picturing our apartment. If someone that did that in our apartment, we have very few windows, so we would really be able to narrow it down where they are. <laughs> That's fair. Well, we do have the one big sliding glass door well, yeah, where you can look in and see everything. That'd be the first one you'd check. I could see you sitting in a bowl chair in your underwear. <laughs> I could see you rubbing your belly. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Everyone can. Anytime you walk by, that's what you see. <laughs> You're not special here. <laughs> okay, buddy. Yeah, we've all seen yeah, yeah, yeah. We know. I already got our fish complaining about me and my underwear and my bowl chair. Okay. <laughs> I wonder what would have happened if you answered, if they answered that way to the call. <laughs> if they just like were freaked out or like, fuck this, I'm going to prank call someone else. Or <laughs> 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 ride someone else instead. <laughs> Freaking me out, man. <laughs> yeah, call again. Tell me what I'm wearing tomorrow, huh? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> anymore (laughs) do you think they ever have that like plot line in a cartoon and they're like i know what you're wearing but they always wear the same thing every day so it doesn't really matter (laughs) i mean i'm surprised that's not like a simpsons thing yeah might be yeah it it sounds like it might be they've done enough seasons that if they haven't got that yet then you can get yourself a writing job that's true (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that story is my worst nightmare but if it happened to me I feel like they'd lose interest really fast yeah. in like, terrorizing me because I'm doing the same shit every day. Like I wake up, I eat one piece of toast, I go poop, <laughs> I sit and I go to sleep. <laughs> like I feel like yeah. <laughs> there's not enough action for them, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of. I'm, I'm more concerned about you eating one piece of toast for the entire day. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when you have IBS and lactose intolerance, the diet is limited. <laughs> oh, it's not even buttered toast. It's plain. Too much. Too Dry much. toast. Dry toast water. <laughs> oh, <uh-oh. laughs> Well, out of the uh, three stories, I'm curious at the table, uh, which is the scariest situation to be in for everybody? Mm. Obviously, Michelle, yours is the phone, right? 
Of course. You said phone and it already won, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think, Damien? Um, the teacher? Well, the, the teacher was the only one that actually did, like, harm. And there was, pre- like, I mean, the, mm-hmm. the phone is spooky, but it just seems like it's someone spying on people through their phones, which is The first shitty. one is kind of sad. Like, it. Yeah. Sad and very, like, traumatizing whereas the third one is just spooky you know mm-hmm. yeah i for me it's the second the kids that you don't know who they are <laughs> three strange kids in my house they're they're run. even if they're not running up the walls i'm still i don't know what to do about it i hate a situation where i don't know what to do <laughs> it, it's like, old man <laughs> yeah because if it, if old if three children are attacking you then what do you do? You can't do anything. You just have to accept it. Yeah, I don't you think you. I don't think you do, but sure. You're gonna get in trouble. I know. I'd, ra- I'd rather get, get in trouble. trouble. I'd rather get in trouble. <laughs> I'll risk it. Yeah, I don't sure. care. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. yeah. He's like, what are you gonna do? He's like, yeah, he got in trouble because three kids attacked him and he beat him up, or <laughs> no, he just got beat up by three children. It's the same with like an animal though too. Like when it like an animal, like I just don't know what to do. Like it, it's a hard I'll punch a horse. I'd rather get attacked by like the like biggest strongest fucking person than get attacked by a kid or an animal. Damien has some unresolved trauma with horses. He said that too fast. Yeah. <laughs> I'll punch a horse. <laughs> You just been looking at them? Just, yeah, they've been side eyeing me. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, yeah, I feel like we all, all of the spooky stories for us are like unresolved trauma. Like, air <laughs> story, it's with the prank calls. Damon, I'm not sure actually. <laughs> well, when I was a kid, the garbage bins used to be outside my window. So the raccoons would always get in, and I'd sometimes have to run outside and like try and scare them away. But they would oh. never, half the time, they would just like, look at you and they'd be like fuck you and i'm like get out of here and they'd be like fuck you <laughs> so I'll, I'll punch an animal was it when you were a kid it happened yeah when yeah. i was like 12 what 13. is that your responsibility they were, because they were outside my window and everyone else was asleep i'd be like fuck. mom so i get, get like a little i get like a little golf club or something and i like try and like shake it at them and they'd be like we don't care I I would tell my parents, tell them to get out there, and then I, they'd be like, "It's three in the morning," and I'd be like, "And after we're watching Despicable European Jiggle. Mother, <laughs> mother, we're watching a movie now, so shut up." <laughs> and she's like, "Yes, dear." <laughs> well, on that note, would you like some popcorn? We got a scary story to tell. Yay! Beforehand, spooky. Michelle, do you want to review what you drew or reveal what you drew? Oh, reveal what I drew? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. The swing, no responsibility in the story. You can do whatever you want. Love that. (laughs) And I got the celebrity. So I go to a random celebrity generator. It's going to give me four options. I'll have to appear as one of these people at some point during the story. And my options are Christopher Nolan, (laughs) Elvis, Yes. Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, Alec Baldwin. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Murderer Alec Baldwin. 
no. <laughs> Here's my chance to be controversial. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do. I don't think we've actually had Elvis, surprisingly. Yeah, I don't know, actually. I don't think we've. I think we have early on. Yeah. I think so. I but it's been a while. Yeah. It might not, we might not have. So, I mean, let's uh, have Elvis uh, join the fray. And hopefully, I don't um, keep the accent for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> like Austin Butler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get stuck with it after doing a 20 minute improv scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did an improv scene about 10 years ago, and this is just how I talk now. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the most depressing thing I've ever heard. (laughs) On a sad note, his daughter uh, passed away yesterday. Did you guys know that? Lisa. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Austin Butler. I'm like, he had a daughter? (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? No, yeah. Elvis's daughter. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. May she rest in peace. Yeah. Sorry for being a downer and bringing that up on your podcast. Okay, I guess we'll just do some plugs then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Elvis, more like smell this. Am I right? <laughs> there we go. And we brought it back. Let's do it. Uh, and that means I drew this lovely uh, uh, farm scene with a with a goat in the front. No, I drew the narrator. What was that? Big loud bing. I'm so sorry. I don't know how to mute my text on my laptop. <laughs> I don't I know if that actually comes through or not, but is I'm, everything all right? I've been trying to figure it out for the past half hour. Your text tone is like a beep. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like an Amber alert every time you get a text. <laughs> well, is that in case you get an Amber alert, it doesn't bother you? Is that why you do that? <laughs> It's just, yeah, exactly. That's why. <laughs> yeah. You think anyone does that? Just changes their alerts to Amber Alert sounds so that they never are bothered by them? Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> I, I remember uh, actually, yeah, Christmas Eve, because of the snowstorm and everything, we got mm-hmm. like the Amber Alerts, right? Oh, the weather alert. Yeah. Yeah. So it was at like two in the morning or something like that. Mm-hmm. And since I was in like a packed house of like all of my family there, and like I think everyone left their phone uh downstairs and i was the only one sleeping on the couch that's insane to me i got an explosion of (laughs) phone amber alerts that i was the only one that somehow woke up from them but that's insane that everyone just left their phones downstairs like that is wild to me well like what my parents leave their phone uh no i i i know why but it's still weird to me yeah like i i don't do that i feel like that's but like a parent, like I don't think they take their phones with. I think they leave them somewhere. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying that's weird. Yeah, parents are weird. Well, maybe not <laughs> Michelle's parents because they're the viral sensation. That's true. They they're, too, they're on the TikTok checking their comments. Uh, my dad for sure. My mom though, she like sometimes forgets she owns a phone and like will <laughs> leave it. She'll play Candy Crush in the bathroom and then leave it in the bathroom for the entire day. And I'm trying to reach her and she's just out and about. <laughs> my my dad does the same thing where he only has a phone for like a slot machine game or something. Yeah. So he just leaves it wherever he's done playing it. He's playing Best Fiends or whatever. <laughs> Best game on earth, by the way. <laughs> so good. Is it actually? I've never played it. It's so good. It's like 
crush on crack. It's amazing. All right. Well, we'll have to get on that. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be our advertiser for this episode. They better be. (laughs) And that means that I drew the narrator so that for that, we're going to go to canigeta.com for a location, a relationship, or a word. Let's do a location stars dressing room. The spooky stars dressing room with Elvis. Yeah. That is yeah with Elvis <laughs> this episode of spooked is brought to you by BetterHelp. visit betterhelp.com slash spooked s-b-o-o-k-e-d to get 10% off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p dot com slash spooked yes love is in the air that's Valentine's right. Day is Va- coming up. Valentine's Day coming up, and it's okay if you don't have a sweetheart this year. Mm-hmm. Have no fear. I know that that weighs on a lot of people, whether they have a Valentine, don't have That's a Valentine. Right. you know. And the stresses of planning Valentine's Day is a lot. It can be a lot for you, and you might need someone to talk to during this time. Self-love is important, and what better way to do that than with our friends at BetterHelp? Exactly. I know that for myself, mm-hmm. I get a lot of uh, stress while uh, doing planning and do- mm-hmm. and putting things together. That really uh, stresses me out. It um, gives me anxiety. It, uh, it makes me kind of just fold up and want to just stay in bed. But it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. So the people at BetterHelp have people to talk to you about this and talk to me. Yeah. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp's a great way to do that. It's entirely online. So even if you are stuck in bed, what great way to start it where you don't have to leave the first few sessions. Exactly. Yeah. Just open up your Open uh, it up laptop. and get it started right there. Yeah. In bed. Perfect. You can still wear your jammies just as I like it. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, whatever that schedule may be. Just fill out their brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And, hey, if they don't work out for some reason, you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. Yeah, you're not stuck to a therapist, you know? And and it's all... And online and everything, so you don't have to have that awkward thing of like in person, and then they're just wondering whether you're, they're going to see you again in person, and it's more of a connection. No, do online, do BetterHelp. That's right. So don't forget, go to BetterHelp.com/spooked to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked. We find ourselves backstage, a long, dark hallway with a light at the end in the door. A person walks down the hallway slowly, carrying a big basket filled with muffins. They come to the door, and they knock. The door slowly opens. Oh, hey, hey, oh, you got my muffins for me. Put them down on the shelf now. <laughs> Classic Elvis voice over here, yeah. Uh, Mr. Elvis, sir, um, uh, someone sent these muffins over from uh, from the audience tonight. They said, hey, I got to give these to Elvis. Um, are you sure you wanted to take strange muffins? Strange muffins, yeah, I love strange muffins, yeah. I'm sorry, you're kind of mumbling. I can't really hear you. This is how I talk to you. This... Me. What, you want me to... Are the muffins here? 
So, so you want the yeah. muffins? Yeah, put them on the shelf. Yeah, yeah, the muffins. Yeah. Do what with them? Put them on the shelf. Put them on the shelf. Yeah. Okay. You gonna do it? Or? Yeah. You know, no. I'll put them on the shelf. I was just, what? Jesus Christ, what is wrong with this guy? Where are you from? I'm uh, from uh, 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 Memphis. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but here you go. <laughs> Oh my god, I thought Elvis was supposed to be cool. <laughs> the man left the muffins on the shelf and left Elvis to wallow there, staring at this big, bountiful bouquet of muffins. There was chocolate chip. There was blueberry. There was cranberry orange. There was lemon poppy seed. There was a whole array of different styles of muffins. I'm going to eat all these muffins right now, yeah. Oh, Elvis, he didn't want to wait. He was starting to dig in, peeling those little paper wrappers off and just tossing them around the room. The room was looking like it was covered in polka dots from all that stuff. When Elvis got through his fifth muffin, he finally noticed the little card on top of the basket. I'm supposed to read the card first before a gift. Mm-hmm. No, okay, don't read another. Uh, Elvis, I just wanted to say there was a card on the basket and you should probably... Oh, uh, I see you already got into them, eh? Don't look at me. I, you know, I, I, I just left a few moments ago. I don't know how, you know what? I don't care. Yeah, I'll see you later. <laughs> Elvis went back to eating muffins and reading the card. Romeo, cigarette matter. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. oh, I hope you enjoy the muffins. I did, yeah. Elvis flipped over the card. Said from your secret admirer, dear Elvis, I admire your secret. I admire your secret so much. In fact, I admire your secret so much that I'm going to tell the whole fucking world. Enjoy the muffins and have a good show. Well, that's a very nice message. I think was, uh, I did enjoy the muffins and I did have a good show. So they were right. Okay. Mm-hmm. It seemed that Elvis completely missed the point of the mu- the letter. <laughs> and he finished off the whole basket of muffins. <laughs> Wait a minute, secret? Mm-hmm. Elvis. Oh. Elvis. Hey, oh. Elvis, are you yeah, there? Yeah. Oh, where are you? Where are you? Hmm? I'm down the owl. I'm down the owl. I'm the admirer of the secret. Oh my God. Okay. Um. Wait. Uh. Just step out of the shadows. Man. We can't see you there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Follow my voice. Come to me. Oh right. Uh, 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 Elvis. Elvis. What are you doing? Oh, wait, wait. Why are you running down the hallway? Don't bother me right you now. You need to listen to me. It's your old pal, the Austrian friend who's not Austrian, played by Tom Hanks. Don't. Not no, Tom. <laughs> I need to go down there. I got a very important. But I'm your colonel. You love your colonel. Go in there. I got uh, one left muffin in there. Where did all these muffins come from, Elvis? Just enjoy the muffin. Sit down and let me go over here. Enjoy the muffin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you enjoy them. You got a basket of muffin. Just one muffin. Um. Yeah, only one. Uh, there wasn't any more. Okay, don't Who ignore put the all garbage. These polka with dots all over the room. Yeah, yeah, just ignore it. I'm Who going put to... all these crumbs all over the room. I'm going to close the door. Uh, uh, okay. Elvis, Elvis, don't listen to Tom Hank. Don't listen to him. Listen to me. Come down the hallway. I oh. give you the muffin. You want more? I have. 
Yeah, Elvis followed the voice down the hallway, eating the trail of muffin crumbs as he went. I'm a bit peckish. I could use some more muffins. There was a chocolate chip. There was a blueberry. There was a bunch of mini muffins. I hope you uh, give me a baker's dozen this time because a dozen wasn't enough. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Don't worry. I have some uh, loose in my pocket for you. Elvis followed the muffins down into the basement, down the stairs, deeper and deeper into the heart of the theater. It was getting darker and darker and darker. There was less lights. All that was there was one naked bulb at the top of the stairs, casting its glow down, down to a pool filled with muffins. Didn't want to put a shade on this bulb? A little kiddie pool filled with muffins at the bottom of the stairs and another little note perched on top. Come in, the note. Come in. Okay. He picked it up. It said, "Your secret admirer." Oh, it's you. Oddly familiar. You. (laughs) Almost like he'd read one a few minutes ago. You leave me little notes with muffins all over this place, huh? Yes. If you jump in the pool and swim in the muffin, you will find your next aunt to find me. Your admirer secret. Well, can't I just run a little bit and catch you? <laughs> no, 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 no. You must swim in that pool. I'll play your games because it means I'm eating more muffins. <laughs> swim, Elvis, swim. Oh, 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 I found something. Another note. Yes. Each note just basically says you're a secret admirer, though, so I hope that this one's a little bit different. <laughs> dear elvis i admire your secret like i said before and if you don't find me before the the clock strikes 12 i will reveal that secret to not only the world but to tom parker played by tom hanks and if he knows your secret all is lost. What now, dude? You can't just uh, go giving away my secret and everything and being all suspicious like this. If my secret is... Uh, Elvis! Muffins, Elvis! Where are you, Elvis? <laughs> We've got to do the rock and roll show for the kids. Yeah, and adults. I'm going to be back up there. i just got a little bit of business to take care of. I need of, you okay? to put this jumpsuit on. I put the jumpsuit. I need on. you to put this jumpsuit on right I'm now. I'm comfortable in my undies right now. You hear me, okay? Oh, but Elvis, you you look so much better in this jumpsuit. Just, just oh. let me stay in my undies and eat my muffins. I'll oh. be right back up there. Why won't he listen to me? Why won't he listen? That's about enough. Yes, Elvis. Do you want me to reveal the secret to the whole world? No, I want you to reveal what secret you got of mine, because I got all kinds. Mm, well, I know the biggest one. It's going to ruin your life. Oh, my God. You don't want your life to be the ruined. I don't want it to be the ruined. No. <laughs> so then follow me oh. down the second staircase. Oh God, I hope this isn't another note. Elvis went deeper and deeper into the bowels of the theater. Down another set of stairs, only lit this time by a light bulb dressed in a very light frock. No longer naked, but still scantily clad. At least I know that Tom Hanks won't go down all these stairs. They're too much for him. Elvis, don't go down more stairs. I can't follow you down there. 
It's okay. I'll be right back there. I've got a little limp. Just get my suit ready. A little limp. Get my suit ready. Get, oh, get what ready? Okay. Where do we... What? Where's the next clue? No, I'm not talking to you anymore. What did you say, Elvis? I can't hear you. I'm moving on. I can't hear you. I can't listen to you. You're too far away. Elvis, tell him to shut his mouth, okay? He is ruining my scavenger antler. Shut your mouth up there, huh? Shut my mouse? What did my mouse do? God damn it. Why'd you make me talk to him more? Listen to a me. more you love me <laughs> or oh, Elvis. Oh, that means so much to me. You know what? I will go back and finish my muffin. Maybe if this secret ends my life, it might be a good thing at this point. <laughs> no, but listen to me. The secret, you don't even know it yourself. We what? are here to uncover a part of you that you've been keeping deep down secret. Oh, my God. Uh, I am the Quebecois angel. Here to guide you to discover that secret. Wow. Uh, oh, okay. I, I, I could use that's a... right. Much like the angel in It's a Wonderful Life who helped Jimmy Stewart figure out his life, this secret admirer was also an angel, a Quebecois angel sent from Saint Quebec Jean. heaven. I'm from Saint Jerome to help you. Just tell me what I need to do. I'm here for uh, it. The angel from Quebec City was busy uh, at this moment. So they sent the fifth option of Saint Jerome Angel. <laughs> I am here to help you because, um, yes, you will discover the real you. Are you ready to discover the real you? I'm already. I mean, you know, I've ate tons of muffins. I discovered that I can eat upwards of 24. So that's a new thing already. I didn't tell you, but in the muffin, there was some drug. Whoa, drug? What do you mean? Like, I'm going on a trip? Yeah, it's a, it's a magical angel drug to help you uncover who you are. It's called shrooms. <laughs> Elvis, I've, I think that there was something in this muffin. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm having a trip. Elvis, I'm going on a trip too. I never told you this, but I am not from America. If you didn't know, <laughs> I think I just picked that up. Hey, why don't you go tell the audience that Elvis will be out there in about 20 minutes? You want me to go do a performance for them? <laughs> well, just tell them I'm going to be a little bit late. I could swing my hips for them for a few. If I know all your songs by heart. Do, do what you got to do. I'm going to talk on the park and I'm going to sing a song. That's oh, not one of my songs. That's not one of my songs of her. It should be. Oh, I'll see you out there. We'll do a duet. Oh, God. Wait, wait. If he goes to perform, I want to perform too. I know all of your song. Uh, uh, we want to perform. Don't we want to get the secret? Wait, are we doing a triad? Hey, what do you call it when three people sing? Yeah. No, I, you know, I can help you after with your secret. I just want my moment of the glory. Uh, I know the two for the money, one for the show, velvet boots. <laughs> I know them all. I could but, do this. Listen, okay. How about this? You make me discover a secret about myself, and then, then we'll have you perform. We'll have you perform up there with me instead of uh, <sighs> Tom. Wouldn't I that don't. be better? 
No, I. Uh, it's good doing business with you, but I don't think I could close this deal. Oh God! Uh, you want me to go up all these stairs again in my <laughs> underwear? <laughs> I I don't think that once you discover the secret, you will want to perform. So that's why <laughs> me and Tom Hank wanna be. We we do the show together instead of you. Do I just wait down here in the basement for you to go do it? That's right, Elvis. It's because you wouldn't listen to me. How'd you get down to the basement? I took all those stairs. I took the freight elevator right behind you. You didn't hear me clattering the big metal door open and the big machines tumbling and turning as I came further and further down. You didn't hear all that. It was very loud and obnoxious. And I'm not really tripping on anything. That was a ruse. Fine. Why don't the two of you go up there? We're going to. You do your song. That's what we're going to I'll do. I'll stay down here. I'll sit on the cold floor. With of course my... you're going to sit down here. On the cement floor? That's why we brought you down here. We drugged you with muffins. We brought you down here in your underpants. And now what we're going to do is we're going to lock you down here. And we're going to perform Blue Suede Shoes. The original of Blue Suede Shoes that I wanted you to write because it was about a story that happened one time. When I was in a truck stop and I got poo poo on my suede shoes, and you said, Hey, that's a pretty good song. And then you made a blue suede shoes, and I said, No, that's not the story. But the Rebecca <laughs> Angel already called it velvet boots. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot well, what material they were uh, in. We're, go we're going to do both renditions. <laughs> At the same time. We're going to do velvet boots and poo suede shoes. Well, just do it then. Just do it then so I can. We will. Figure out whatever the secret is about myself. See, next time you should have listened to me. What? Yeah, you should have listened to him. And because of you're not listening, you two are working together now. I'm Where are the stars? The other. No, to be honest, I don't really like him, but uh, I like that he's gonna bring me on stage to perform. So uh, we, it's an unlikely uh, partnering happening. Just do it, then. Just what? go up there and do. It. Bye, bye, Elvis. Do I need to do anything while you're going up there, or do I just wait? Well. Just this is it for you. What? We're just leaving you here forever. It's That's the, the secret. <laughs> That's the secret. The secret is uh, you're all washed up now. You're right. I wouldn't want to perform with you up there if I couldn't leave or down here. The secret is you're caught in a trap. <laughs> yeah, you can't walk out. Because we love you too much, baby. That's right. Elvis, come here. I love you. But it's time to say goodbye. I don't know why I kiss back, but I just... Wait, come here. Oh, God damn it, I kiss back again. I don't know if I can leave him down here. Yes, we must for him to heal properly. Okay. Oh. Bye, Elvis. Bye, I guess. I'd, I'd fight, but I'm too drugged out. My legs don't work. They're like two noodles. Right. Mm. I was goodbye. hot tubbing earlier. <laughs> okay, goodbye, Austin. Oh, I... I... I mean, Elvis. Do you think he figured out that he's not really Elvis and he is just Austin Butler? And this whole thing was us trying to get him to break that silly accent. I feel like I'm turning into Werner Herzog. <laughs> I don't think he figured it out already. He is caught in this trap forever, Tom Hanks. I'm caught in a trap. Oh, sorry, just singing. Just singing one of my classic tunes. Yeah, I don't think it's ever going to stop. Suspicious minds. 
Yeah. Oh my god, he doesn't even know the songs. <laughs> Classic. Okay. Not doing his homework. We need to lock up the psych ward and leave him. Yeah, that's right. This whole time it was a Shutter Island event for Austin Butler, and as they close the door, we pan out of the mental hospital that he was in while old. People wandered the grounds looking like they were in worse shape than they probably should be in a mental hospital. It was not a very good one, but that's where they were in one of these weird movies where they would go to weird lengths to make him feel okay about his sickness. <laughs> Even pretending to be his close friends. And oh, man, what a strange place that the celebrities have for their mentally ill <laughs> actors. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I think I was just coming to the realization of how weird Shutter Island is. <laughs> yeah, you really drifted up. I mean, when you think about it, how fucked up is that? Uh, the, I only remember two things from uh, Shutter Island: it's the woman with uh, that's pretty much balding and like straggly hair that's going like this. Yeah, that serious part of the trailer. But like, yeah. And then uh, duly appointed federal marshals. Duly appointed federal marshals. Duly appointed federal marshals. But like, spoilers, they just basically are like the doctors pretending to be his like co-workers and they're solving a mystery even though he's nuts. They're all <laughs> acting. Like, that's fucking nuts. <laughs> I mean, it gave him something to do. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Isn't that nice? I admire their improv skills. I, <laughs> to be honest, haven't done improv in a long time. And then I just threw Austin Butler back at you guys. <laughs> it all worked out. That was a scary story. That was a scary story. Poor, poor Austin. Now I hope he wins the Oscar because I feel bad for him. Mm-hmm. Now that we know his true story. Yeah. And uh, man, oh, man. Uh, I do feel like Austin in this story uh, had a really bad Elvis. Impression. Well, he's so far out from the movie now. He's he's losing it, but not enough. You know what I mean? It's lingering just a bit. When I first heard your Elvis, I had difficulties speaking. <laughs> just like you. I was struggling to not laugh. So good. Uh, I, I feel like it grew into it a little bit like, yeah at first it was just very mumbly I couldn't hear a damn word I feel like I found it somewhere in there no you could definitely add that to your resume all yeah. this uh, impression yeah I, I don't know why I didn't get that part <laughs> why Austin got it right? yeah <laughs> okay we'll never know <laughs> we'll never know <laughs> <laughs> well that no let's do a round of plugs uh, michelle where can everyone follow you michelle won Furtado because michelle Furtado was taken um so put a one in between <laughs> <laughs> michelle number one <laughs> exactly <laughs> that was my intention yeah yeah, yeah that makes yeah. sense <laughs> Amazing. Well, we'll be tweeting that out at Spook Podcast as well as on Instagram and go to the sonarnetwork.com. You can see a full profile on Michelle with direct links to the social media and all the other episodes that she's done on the network. 
as well go to the sonar shop we have uh shirts if you believe in ghosts or don't believe in ghosts we got a shirt for you and keep an eye out for our social media in march as we'll be going to toronto comic-con again yes come on out read a comic yeah, that's what they do at comic Con. Yeah. they just uh story time grabs a comic and they just read it silently standing next to each other that'd be fun <laughs> or every, every once in a while there's mm-hmm. full of comics stand-up oh. comics Whoa, oh. that's the worst nightmare everyone just doing bits at you and you're like oh no i mean that's basically what our <laughs> show is <laughs> yeah but multiply that by a thousand yeah we're, we're gonna be the only ones on stage just doing bits at you putting you through bits Yeesh. <laughs> comic con Spooked. Spooked. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.